0: Hey there, I'm Daphna Chazen, and this is the Down to Earth PCOS Nutrition Podcast. On the show, we talk about managing PCOS using proven strategies, ditching diets for good and balancing hormones naturally. Let's get to it. Is really special because I'm sharing another client success story. My client Xiao Pan is today on the show, and her and I worked together for several months. She came to me wanting to restore a natural period, lose some weight, and just understand her body better and how to manage PCOS. As you'll hear on the episode, she has gone through years of feeling really frustrated, not getting the help that she needed, and resorting to dieting and other extreme behaviors around food and. Luckily, she is feeling so much better today. She's seen amazing results and she's going to share her journey to getting her period back, losing weight in a positive, joyful way that does not involve restriction or dieting, incorporating cultural foods, prioritizing her sleep, and a lot of other things that she has done in a very short period of time to see success. So I'm going to let her tell you all about it. And I think her story is going to really resonate with you, especially if you've been diagnosed more recently and are still in the process of finding your path and your way to healing. All right, let's get into my conversation with my client, Shopen. Hey, Shopen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation because I know that your story is interesting. It's got a lot of great things that I know many women will resonate with. So I am ready to dive in if you are. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how and when you were diagnosed with PCOS and kind of like what was life like at that time?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was diagnosed, I would say, I'm almost 30 now. So I was diagnosed probably about three, four years ago now. So like in my mid to late 20s, I'm married, I have like a nine to five job, you know, for all intents and purposes, leading kind of like that type of life. And, you know, when I was diagnosed, I mean, it took forever to reach a diagnosis, first of all, you know, it was first, your blood sugar is high. And then it was like, you need to exercise and lose weight. And then it was, you're having these headaches, maybe you need to go on birth control. So I, you know, they, the doctor, when I say they, the doctor, they tried all these things for all intents and purposes, just told me to lose weight, and told me my cholesterol and my blood sugar was pre-diabetic, you know. And so finally, back and forth, back and forth, I would say it was, that was the situation for probably like a year or two until I saw my ob And then they were like, okay, we think you have PCOS. And they're like, it's basically a hormonal condition. And again, even though I got a diagnosis, it was the same thing. Go home, lose weight, and try not to eat out. You know, that was basically all they told me. And so that was kind of, you know, shocking for me. But also I was like, is this something that I did to myself? There was a lot of questions at the time, you know. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's more about who I am. Yeah, I'm like just a young working professional. I'm married and I have family responsibilities. I take care of my folks too. And, 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 you know also have to work and then getting that diagnosis. It, it was a lot at the time and it, was, it wasn't it was helpful getting diagnosed, which you would think getting a diagnosis would be helpful, but it was just completely confusing and even worse. I felt like worse off before I got diagnosed, you know? And so it was, it was a lot at the time.
0: And it sounds like it all went back to the same recommendation anyway. So there was almost like no point in getting the diagnosis because the treatment was going to be the same thing, right?
1: Exactly. And it, they gave me more to worry about. I'm like, what is PCOS? What does it stand for? and I'm not going to do anything different question mark I thought this was
0: going to help me you know right right were you then going to google and trying to figure it out I definitely did google I googled a lot of stuff and it was kind
1: of it was almost like telling me the same stuff that the doctors were telling me you know it was like oh you need to do this or you need to go on this type of diet or I was also seeing things on the other end of the spectrum like cut out dairy completely cut out gluten completely like Basically, I was reading and I was like, there's no way I can enjoy my life anymore. Like basically, I have this thing now and nothing I've tried has really worked and I have to do more. I was definitely spiraling for sure.
0: And was this at a time where have you already tried losing weight and were you seeing no relief of symptoms that are not related to the blood sugar and the cholesterol? Yeah,
1: definitely. I have tried keto before. That was before I think my PCOS symptoms got really like very pronounced. So that was maybe my earlier 20s. I tried keto, obviously yo-yo didn't work, gained all the weight back. I've tried paleo, same thing. I've tried doing excessive amounts of cardio and working out until I didn't feel like I could work out anymore, and I was just seeing a lot of a lot of weight gain and and aside from that, you know, I was having no regular menstrual cycle, I was unhappy, you know, mentally health wise, it was it was not great. Right. And on top of that, I also wasn't really feeling like physically the best, like my sleep was not that great. And I was very fatigued. And I was seeing just some things that I've never seen on my body before, like just absolutely like out, just like, I didn't think this was going to happen to me. So I definitely went down that spiral of Googling and then also feeling like that didn't even really help. Like I couldn't really help myself either at that point.
0: So was there kind of like a low point or a point where you thought, well, I can't do the diets. I'm not getting help from my doctor. Google's so confusing. What was that process like? Was there a point where you're like, something's got to give, I got to find something different?
1: Yeah, I honestly think it was the idea that for me in my culture, like, physical balance is very big. And then when I kind of realized, like, hey, I i wasn't having a regular menstrual cycle, that kind of was the origin of, like, this, something's wrong. Something's, like, I don't want to say gravely wrong, because I don't want to be dramatic, but something is extremely off balance, and I need to help myself. And clearly, this DIYing of it is not helpful, right? And so I think it, it had been, honestly, like, I think the longest I've gone without a menstrual cycle without a period was probably like five or six months. And I was like, something's wrong. Like I'm not on birth control. I'm not on any type of medication. Like I I don't know what's wrong. Right. And so that was when like, I was like, okay, you need to, you need to get help. And clearly the doctors aren't really helpful right now. So what else can you do to figure it out? And so that's kind of when I went, Instagram, I'm a very big, you know, social media user as well. And, and, and that's when I kind of started the journey to finding, oh, there's actually registered dietitians out there who can support folks who have PCOS. That's kind of, that's when I started feeling some kind of relief, I think. And I, I actually got excited about learning how to like kind of get my life back in check, back in balance, I should say, not check, like back, you know, back to a happy medium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember when you and I spoke on the phone, you said, I really don't care about anything else. I want my period back and I want to understand what's going on with my body. Exactly. Exactly. What was that like mentally, like day to day? Was there anxiety around the period not showing up? What can you describe a little bit of what that felt like? Yeah. I mean,
1: definitely tons of anxiety. Like it was always in the back of my head and I just felt abnormal. Like I felt like on the outside, I looked like other folks who identify as female and as women but i felt like on the inside everything was jumbled up and that i wasn't like everyone else you know like it it was really demoralizing i felt like this is going to sound i think not like i feel like this is kind of bad but i want to be honest like i felt like i can't even have a period you know like i can't even do that for myself like what is going on right and there was nothing i could do to like get the menstrual cycle other than what the doctors were proposing, which was birth control. And I didn't want to be on birth control. I didn't want to be on medication, you know? And I'm like, there's got to be something else I can do, you know? And so, yeah, it was incredibly debilitating. And it was like one of those like invisible things that people don't know that about you. They can't tell upon looking at you, but inside I felt incredibly anxious. I felt like I wasn't going to be able to ever find a solution. And I, at one point I was like, dang, is this just going to be the rest of my life? You know? And so, yeah, before I had, started looking into programs like yours and and people like you and eventually obviously landing here, like it was very scary and isolating too. Even though you saw, oh yeah, there are other people out there with PCOS. I don't know those people, you know, and I didn't have anyone in my immediate vicinity that also had PCOS that I could relate to or be in community with or talk to or anything like that.
0: Yeah. And as you were looking through information, so even though, you know, I know there are a lot of dietitians and a lot of people who are seemingly credible online that offer a lot of pretty extreme things. And so was there a point where you thought, well, my two options are either staying the way I am right now or doing something really extreme? And Oh, definitely. like, that's life, basically.
1: Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have to become like, I don't know, like, I thought I was going to become some, how do I say this? Like, this person that like literally, you know how you see these things online. People are like my life has changed. Like I like wake up at five a.m. now. And I like do these. Things. I don't know, you know, it's just yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. impossible. I was like, I'm gonna have to do that I, in my brain. I was like, I'm gonna have to become the impossible version of myself, or else I can't do. It. Like I'm not gonna get better, right? Or and like it, the it was whole was day of... is
0: like a health ritual after health ritual. After, like yes. the whole yes, like the whole yeah. There's like a whole elaborate process throughout every single day, and you'd have to keep up with that.
1: Yeah. Like there was like a missing key and like one thing was going to fix it all. Right. Like if I just did this, I would be fine. I definitely, yeah, I definitely was like, dang, okay, I guess I'm going to have to be vegan now. I don't know. I didn't know what it was, right. you know, but <laughs> it wasn't something that I felt capable of doing, but I thought, man, maybe I have to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like scary. That's something that's going to be taking a lot of time and effort and kind of all consuming for someone. And especially... Right. Not knowing if that's the thing, like if that's going to work, is that what you should be doing? I think a lot of people are in that spot where there is a lot of conflicting information. It's really hard to understand. Like, is this person the expert, or is that person? You know, like what is actually going to work for me? So, what made you realize that going extreme is not going to work? Like, you can't keep it up. It's was it the experience of being on diets before and having gone through that process? Yeah, I think it was. Kind
1: of like deep down, you know i w- I knew I was like, I know what it's like to like want to start something and be your best self right in a good man, like you have all positive intentions for yourself, but I knew deep down that like it was just gonna yo yo back like i can 't be keto the rest of my life, i can 't be paleo i can 't be vegetarian, those things just don 't work for me, and I think when we kind of touched on this already, but when I had spoken with a bunch of registered dietitians who do. I would say, you know, similar, they have similar things to what you do in terms of that's how they're advertising themselves. What I think drew me to you and to like what I learned working with you was the fact that like, I didn't have to be that person. Like you don't have to change who you are or what's really going on in your life in in like that 360, I'm going to change my life type of way to get better. And to me, when I spoke with you, I was like, for the first time ever, this feels right. Like, I I don't feel like I'm pretending to be someone else. I don't feel like I'm pretending to be the, the next top... Like, guru, that's gonna go on YouTube and be like, I changed my entire life and like, I meditate five hours a day. Like, that's just not me, you know? And that might be some people and that's awesome, but I was just like, I was looking for something real and I was looking for something that was honestly just doable. Like, I just wanted to be able to do something and feel good about it and be able to actually do it for the rest of my life, which sounds like a scary commitment, but it doesn't have to be that way if you, you know, don't view it that way, which is what you teach us, right? And I think there's something super powerful about just being who you are and just tweaking and adjusting but still being who you are versus telling someone you gotta go gluten dairy free you gotta walk five times a day like that's impossible. I mean I don't I couldn't do it.
0: You know Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. If you're trying to be someone else, it's really hard to keep that up. And internally you're gonna have conflict because you're not going to be able to do the things that are valuable and meaningful to you. Like in your example, I think that, you know, when you and I initially spoke and you you told me, and I'll never forget this, you said, I'm a foodie, but I'm a guilty foodie. Like I like, I like to eat and I like to eat out. And you mentioning the doctor said, just don't eat out, forget about that. Like you can't do that anymore. That's not going to fly. Like that's not, and most people are are not going to be able to stick with that. And so- you can maybe try to do it but at the end of the day you're going to feel resentful you're going to hate the process you're going to feel like yep. it's so punitive right you're punishing yourself yep. and that brings up stress and a lot of other things that are definitely not healthy for you so right i totally agree with you and i think learning to bring like new habits and healthy things into your existing life is the best thing that you can do it's going to take a little bit longer but it's going to last you so much longer too yeah yeah and You know, it's not as sexy as some of the diets and things that people, you know, generally jump on. But at the end of the day, with PCOS being a lifelong condition, it's really, really important that, like you said, you stay true to who you are and you just make the changes that are going to work for your life and actually be fun and positive to keep up with. Right. 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 Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you did that were fun and positive and worked for you. And I always say this, you know, when I bring people on, You're still very much on the journey. Like I never want to present any of my clients as someone who's, like you said, figured it out. And now I'm this person and I'm like, no, everyone's still on the journey. There's so much work that you did and so much more work to be done and continue to do. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about when things did start clicking and you felt like it's working and it's actually sustainable. Well, do you remember what those things were initially? yeah I mean you know starting out with anything you know
1: you definitely have that like bright eyed bushy tail like I'm so excited and and I you know that's normal, right? It really comes into work when you're like, I've been doing this for three weeks, and like it's great, but I'm also like struggling or you know life is getting in the way right all of our lives get in the way, I think sometime or another. I think the things that really helped me i mean one of the things I remember is watching your modules, there was one phrase, and I always repeat this, I would repeat this in our, in our coaching sessions too, is like being able to recalibrate whenever you want to, like it's your choice. Right. And I think I hear a lot of people say, well, it's your choice, but they don't explain, well, what does that mean? It's my choice. I feel like the food is still controlling me, you know, and I don't have a choice. Right. But I think again, one of the really key takeaways for me was like being able to recalibrate, Anytime you want, that's up to you. Like, yes, I could have just, and I do still love McDonald's. It's the childhood thing for me. I love it. Right. Yes. I can go to McDonald's for dinner tonight if I want to. And I, might, right. But I don't have to, you know, say, well, well then forget it. I I did that. And I, I, my whole day shot. I might as well go get two ice cream cones and and, and go home and eat some chips. You know, it's like, no, I enjoyed the food. And now it's time for me to recalibrate. I'm going to go home, drink a glass of water, and go to bed or whatever that might be. Right. Right. And so that was key for me, just learning that like, you're in control and that you can pivot anytime you want. It's always going to be up to you. Right. No one's controlling you. Nothing's controlling you. And so that, and I think really just something again, that you teach us is like, start small and to do the things that are your anchors that make you feel good. Right. So for me, that was like staying hydrated. That's something super easy to do for, you know, a lot of us. And for me, it was like, I can drink water. Like I can do that. I already do that. Right. And so doing that, or even like, I like taking walks and learning that like walking is incredibly beneficial for folks with PCOS. That was like a superpower. I was like, I can just go for a walk and it's really going to help me. Right. And so learning kind of like, again, the manageables, that was where I started. And then as I saw success with that, feeling like, you know, confident, like, Hey, you did great today. Like, wow, you really pivoted really great. And like, that kind of just builds that confidence and then learning other things on top of, you know, things that you teach, like how to build your plate, et cetera, right? The things that are yeah. going to be diet oriented, but actually the non-diet oriented things, I don't want to say diet, the non-food oriented things helped me out way more than the food stuff, just because I feel like food was this, like you said, this guilty kind of negative thing my whole life. And I felt like the other stuff, Was more surface level and and easier for me to grasp before I could tackle my big monster, which was the scary thing food, you know? Yeah.
0: And you're someone who really learned how to meal plan and meal prep. It was a struggle for you, I know, initially, because just Uh the routine of it and getting into a good groove. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? Yeah.
1: You know, because I was on all those diets, right? I had all this conflicting info, like, what should I eat? Right. Like, everything's bad. (laughs) Like, there's nothing good. Right. (laughs) And so I think kind of just telling myself, you you invested in this time in your life and in your health and like trying to view again, food as something that was not this, you say this, I think you say this in our program, I'm pretty sure that's where I got it from, is food is neither positive nor negative. It is a thing we use to sustain ourselves, but it can bring us joy and it can unfortunately sometimes be a source of negativity for us. And so I think going from like information overload to understanding those simple principles that you teach us was like, was life changing. And it's it's crazy to say because they're simple things. It's literally, you're literally not like teaching us anything that's like coveted, I guess, in a sense, not that your, your program's that valuable, but it's like, it was things that just made sense. And it made food, again, seem more like a buddy, like something that was going to help me and something that I could go back to like, truly enjoying. Because what I was doing before was I was eating food and I was almost always feeling negative about it. Even if I ate, the turkey burger with the salad, right? And I felt good about myself, quote unquote. I'm using quotes right now, right? Yeah. Like, I still felt bad because I felt like, man, I wish I could have that ice cream. Or man, I wish I could, once I get skinny, I'll I'll get to eat this, you know? And it was always something bad about it. But I think going through this journey, you know, I still have my moments. I'm not perfect, but it's a lot less, you did horrible, why did you do that? You're like a gluttonous monster. Honestly, that's the things that go through my head. To now, like, you you wanted that, you needed that. And and that's okay. Guess what? We're going to recalibrate the next meal and the next moment. And it's in the, we always talked about this. It's in the past. Like you can't go back and change it. So why do that? Right. But that's, again, that's a very dramatic difference compared to where it was before, where it was like constantly pounding on the past. And like, you were this much weight in college. You got to get back there. Or like, why did you eat this? Or I wish I could eat this. It was constant versus now I would say, it's kind of like that annoying little sibling that like kind of comes up sometimes, but you're like, I know how to deal with you now. Like we're not going to do this right now.
0: you know. Yeah. Do you feel like those foods that used to be more forbidden or kind of like, you know, more coveted, if you will, like became less important because of that mindset shift? Like, do you feel like there's less tension around that? I definitely
1: think so. I mean, I started this journey, I think, I don't remember the timing, but I feel like six, seven, maybe eight months ago. So I mean, this is a blip in like my whole lifetime. So I I think I'm still unlearning that and it's still very challenging, but I would say it's definitely a lot better than it used to be. And the things, I mean, I'm a sweets person. I love dessert, you know? And so I definitely have come to look forward to it and look forward to the different desserts I can enjoy to kind of still feel happy and not always, you know, feeling like, you know, I have to have, I don't know, one of my favorite desserts is like a Haagen-Dazs coffee bar, like that almond coffee bar. It's so good. But you know, like you can have something else that would satisfy your sweet tooth too. And then tomorrow you can have it, right? Or whatever that might be. So yes, definitely less demonizing on on the food. And I definitely enjoy dessert a lot more. Like if I'm going to eat it, like I'm happy. Like I'm right. I'm going to eat it and, and be like, this is freaking delicious. And I'm happy right now. Like I'm happy with my choice, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of got that joy from food back, but not in a guilty way, you know, like in a right. way that feels like, yes, I am choosing to eat this. I'm going to enjoy it. And I can always make a different decision next time or tomorrow and kind of balance it out. So exactly. that's really, really where it's at. Can you talk a little bit about cultural foods? Because I know that was important to you too, incorporating them and kind of finding balance with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cultural foods is very big for me. Not only do my parents live with me, you know, it's always been something I grew up eating it. Right. And it was I, our, our conversation that we had or I don't know how long ago it was but I was like is it possible to incorporate cultural foods because I'm not giving that up. I was very like stern about that, you know. And I actually had someone else tell me you're going to have to give it up. Like they're like this is going to have to change. And I was like that doesn't feel right. Like I feel like that's impossible. Like how are you going to tell me to eat one way? That's that doesn't make sense, right? Cuz there are people that exist on this earth all over the place that have different cuisine, different diets, yes. different ways of eating and they're healthy, happy people. Right. And so, you know, learning that, of course you were like, yes, of course you can eat your cultural foods. Like there's no way we would cut that out. You're still who you are. Right. But again, learning and making those choices of what am I going to do today? What am I going to do this meal? And what am I going to do the next meal? For instance, Lunar New Year is coming up on Saturday. We're having a huge celebration. My mom's, you know, pulling out all the stops. Right. I'm going to enjoy myself. Like this is, this is like the, the celebration for like, Asian folks. Right. And so I'm already looking forward to it and I'm already knowing that I'm going to go into it and I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm going to enjoy it. And we, we talked about this a lot. You and I is, you know, food is a tool oftentimes for people to spend time with their loved ones. And I'm like, this is going to be the time when I'm going to be able to spend extended amounts of time with like my family and like, just catch up and like, just be with each other. And the food should be a part of that. And there's no reason that I should be going into it with like a what am I going to cut out today? What What's the strategy? The strategy is to enjoy for that day, right? Or for that meal. Yes. And so it's working great for me. I still eat a ton of cultural food. And in fact... My mom's learned some things from me, like from your recipes. She's like, oh, I didn't know you could scramble tofu with curry powder. And I'm like, yeah, it's great breakfast. You could, you should do it. You know, so she's learned a couple of things. She's like sauteed kale now. So it's, you know, it's, it's all kind of melding together, which, which is kind of cool. That's awesome.
0: That's really, really great. Yeah. I mean, it's who you are. It's part of your, your life, your family, your memories, your, there's sentiment attached to those foods. Like we can't just cut them out. That would be, I think highly insensitive, first of all, but also just like not joyful. So exactly the point. What's the point? Right. And I am available on Monday night to come over if uh, you're (laughs) you're welcome to fly over here and join us. All right. One more thing I wanted to discuss with you is sleep. That was a big one for you. You were like refusing to go to sleep earlier, even though you said you were going to try it. It was really hard for you. You are one busy lady and you like to do stuff at night. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it was just like, I felt like I didn't have enough hours in the day, which I think that's how a lot of us feel. And I felt like I had to make good use of my time all the time. You know, there was like no time to rest. And one of the things that was really hard was to actually fall asleep. I mean, I know, like medically speaking, there are certain things that could, that could cause folks with PCOS to, you know, make it harder for us to fall asleep, which I was definitely experiencing. I think, you know, we talk about like cortisol spikes, those things working out too close to your bedtime. Those things are kind of happening for me. Right. But it was also kind of like this mentality of like, I don't want to go to sleep because I don't get to see. So my, my, my folks live with us. And so I have to divide my time between my family who needs me and between my partner who also needs me, right? And so having to do that was, I was in denial, I think. And I was like, I could spend time with everyone. And so I would do everything during the day. And then I would do everything during the night. And then I would end up sleeping only like six hours a night, maybe five, six hours. you know, not an optimal time for really anyone, but definitely not for us, but PCOS. And so, yeah, I was. I'm not gonna lie and say that, you know, it's very easy, but I've made the intentional choice to view sleep. And I think you had put it this way to me as well as it's an investment in your health. And it's when your body, it's the only time your body has to literally repair itself. Like when you're shortchanging yourself, you're literally taking time away from that repair process, which is crucial, again, for folks with any type of illness or condition, right? And so, I very much try to view it as this valuable investment. And those are things that I cannot get back if I don't give myself the time to rest, right? And so I've had conversations, right? I've drawn boundaries with family members. I've been like, hey, I'm going to bed. And they've been thankfully very respectful. But even talking to my partner and being like, we need to get sleep because I might have this, but sleep is important for everyone. It's not just yeah. for people who have PCOS, right? And talking about why do we... I mean, we had to really get deep down. Like, why do we think we need to stay up all the time? Like, what is the why do we want to do that? Right? And, you know, it, it, we were like, well, we want to spend time with each other, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I definitely come a long way. And I've seen there are major benefits to getting more sleep, like you have more energy to work out, you have more energy to do work, you know, but you know, it's, it's hard. And it's something that I've had to do multiple different things to motivate myself to sleep, which is crazy, because we need sleep. But you know, for, for those of us that are busy and night owls, y'all out there know who I'm talking about that is <laughs> it's hard for us, you know? So its I'm still on that journey, but I will say my mindset around sleep has totally changed. And I definitely view it as like, it's my supercharged time. It's my battery power time and I need it. if I want to be good to myself.
0: Okay. I love that. Can you tell anyone listening? What are some of the things that you think about when you're motivating yourself to go to sleep early? Like maybe one or two things that are like, oh yeah, that's a good reminder. Like, I want to do that. That's important.
1: That's a great question. The number one thing I think about is I'm a visual person, so I literally envision myself when I'm sleeping, recharging. I'm like my body repairing itself, and I don't know. It, it maybe it sounds kind of silly, but that really I'm like, dang, like my body needs to rest. Like I need to give it that. So I visualize that, and then oftentimes I think about how I'm going to feel the next morning. I'm yeah. like, am I going to wake up feeling gross? Like I didn't get enough sleep. I have a headache, and I don't want to even get out of bed. Or do I want to wake up tomorrow morning feeling like, oh, of course, I could always sleep for another hour or two. We, I love sleeping in, but I'm ready to go. I can get up and like put my clothes on and get my day started. So I try to motivate myself with the after sleep and then also the during sleep cycle. And that so far has been pretty good in getting me to at least like get in bed before a certain time every night mm-hmm. and, and kind of turn off the electronics and and, you know, be on my way to having good dreams.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So you've changed your mindset. We talked about food changes that you've made, cultural food, sleep. Can you share a little bit about some of the results? What kind of things have you seen positively change throughout this whole process?
1: Definitely. One of the things that I saw was I did get my menstrual cycle back much more regularly, right? At the beginning of the podcast, I said that I had gone as long as five to six months without. You know, right now I'm about every other month. 45 days. And for me, that's like cutting my pastime almost in half. I was about every three months getting a menstrual, like a period, right? And so that was that was my number one goal when we started working it. Yes. I was like, I want to get my period back. So I did get it back and I'm still working on it, but it's just it's a good feeling to be like, dang, my body's regulating and it's doing what it wants to do. So that was the number one and most happiest thing ever, like, and it always will be for me. It always always will be special to me because of, you know, having this condition and stuff. Number two was, you know, definitely like Losing weight, but losing weight at a very steady pace. Like I was not, I mean, when I was on keto, I dropped like 30 pounds in I think like two or three months. Right? It was not like a healthy place to be, but seeing like maybe a pound, maybe half a pound every week, every other week. And it felt permanent. Like the last thing feeling through that was like, this is permanent and this isn't going anywhere, right? So you talk about like, you know, Crock-Pot versus like, I don't know what the other in one is. I don't know, trying in a pan, right? <laughs> <My> but like- <laughs> Microwave. Yeah. yeah, Microwave. but uh, Marathoning right through that. And so that's like the number one thing that I've learned that I'll I'll never forget is that life is a journey and that you're going to go backward, forward, left, right, whatever you want to, wherever you go, but you're, you're always inching forward slowly. And that's what matters. It's not like getting to the finish line. Right. Because every time I would try to motivate myself by getting to the finish line, I would always be like, I would always go back because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be what I really wanted. Right. And really, what I really wanted was consistency and, and stability and security. And so I guess that's like a couple of things. So that was like losing weight, but being consistent in it. And then number three was just like, again, learning to enjoy food again. Like I love trying new foods. I will always be eating new foods and being able to be like, I'm actually looking forward to this and I'm not so, I don't feel so guilty, so gross anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a huge win too. Right. But just, Overall, having the mentality of like, this is not my PCOS isn't going to go away, but I feel like I can manage it and I feel like I can work alongside with it. And I feel like I can be just like a person who doesn't have PCOS. That's the real takeaway for me. And, you know, because again, life will get in the way, holidays, different times in your life, different things happening, but I'll always have this to hold on to, right? I'll always be able to pick myself back up and start again. You know, and that's to me, that's the biggest thing that you can't take away from me. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm always going to have the tools to start again tomorrow. And and that's what matters. Right.
0: So, yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Very powerful because you own it, right? Like you have all the tools and you can make a decision, like you said, to start or restart or continue. It doesn't really matter. Like you can always go back to something that works and it's always going to work. Right. Right. It's really good. Exactly. With that, do you have like a set of meals or some type of go-to like routines that help you reset or recalibrate if you need to? Or do you change it up all the time?
1: No, I definitely, I mean, food wise, I think the powerful thing about what I learned with you is that like, I could really make a meal out of anything. So I mean, that's that's something that I can just do whenever I want to, even when I'm strapped for time and, and, and like energy. But the thing I always go back to is always making sure that I have like, some kind of protein like that's my anchor i'm like okay you're out right now and you know you really want to have this but like what else can you have that will maybe like balance out that that french fries loaded fries or whatever that might be you know right and so definitely making sure i have protein making sure i am eating a lot of veggies that's also something that is like really easy personally for me because i love veggies so like i always joke around like my whole house is like, never has veggies. It's like, Oh, I just ate it. I'm sorry. I just ate a whole plate of veggies, you know? And it's true because I could be eating a burger and fries, but I, if I have like a salad or like something on the side, it just makes me feel good. I'm like, and I get full, you know, it's not a torture yes. device. It's like, this is my, again, my superpower. I can whip it out and be like, I'm just going to eat a whole plate of broccoli, you know, maybe not a whole plate, half plate of broccoli, you know, <laughs> or whatever that might be. So definitely protein, veggies, and my favorite thing, and it's something that you kind of te- you teach us through your, your different programs is like, it's okay to buy frozen stuff and to buy stuff that like, you literally are just going to pop in the pan or pop in the microwave, right? Like, for instance, this morning, I was like, I don't have breakfast. I don't have time to make it. It's been a long week. And I was like, you know what? I have, the, I have like frozen chicken nuggets. They're like grain-free, like really good for you chicken nuggets. I'm going to eat that and like a sweet potato for breakfast, protein, healthy carbs, boom. Right? Would I have loved to add veggies? Of course. But, you know, I'm like, this is still, I'm going to eat this. And I like came to work and I wasn't hungry until the appropriate time, right? And so that's definitely my go-to, like any type of like tuna, prepackaged meat if I have to, like, because those are when it counts, in my opinion. Like when you do not have time and when you cannot be your ultimate goddess, perfect self, what are you going to eat? Right? And for me, that's some kind of protein, some kind of veggie, just slap it on, heat it, you know, feel good about yourself, drink some water, you're out the door.
0: Yep. Yeah. You have a method. It's like a formula, right? Like, you know, the components, you can put it together. It's not going to be perfect every time, but you do your best with what you got and that's good enough. Right? Exactly. Exactly. It's better than spiraling
1: for Mm -hmm. me. It's better than, well, I guess the rest of the day shot. Let me go to three fast food restaurants throughout the day. It's better than being down on myself. You know, like we talked about positive motivation, positive uplifting is always going to stick better than being negative to yourself.
0: Yeah. It's a major energy drain too. I mean, who needs that, right?
1: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you're looking to work on moving forward. Anything that's difficult right now and some goals that you have? Definitely pre-holiday was doing, was
1: doing this more often, but I'm really right now looking back to walking more to working out more. And by working out, I mean, I, you know, I do like strength training. That's really what works mm-hmm. for me and what I've learned that works well for us folks with PCOS. So one of my goals in the next couple of weeks is to build up to, I was going, you know, two to three times a week. So I want to go back to doing that because it, it, it helps help me feel better about myself and it helps me feel also strong, you know, like really just physically strong. And as someone who's a woman, like I love that. I want to, I want to, you know, be like a strong person. Right. And so that, And I I continually am, and I already talked about this, working on getting enough and more sleep, right? And so pushing that bedtime back. The conversation with my partner was something new I incorporated. So I'm really happy about that. Talking about why we feel the need to sleep late. That was also a new thing for us. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing where it takes us. So I'm excited about that. And then I don't even feel like I need to say before I probably would have said, oh, what I'm eating, but I don't feel like that because it's, I've already been doing it so long. I'm like, yes. that's a default for me. I want to work on other things now. So that's another beautiful part of the, the journey is that for the first time, I feel like I have that within my reach and something that I enjoy doing. It's not something that's negative anymore. And like, I, you can't take that away from me. And I'm, I just love that. So, you know, I'm always working on that, but I feel like you know, the other stuff is more so goals. And this is more so like, I'm just doing it. It's my life. You know?
0: Yes. That's who I am. Right. Like, that's just my routine. That's what I do. That's nothing special. It's not like some thing that you put on or some diet that you try on for size. And then in two weeks, we're off to something else. Like it's really for you, it's been really a transformation. Like I've seen you go from a lot of like, you know, diet mindset and feeling really lack of confidence around what you're doing and feeling a little bit anxious about it to really owning it, which is a really nice thing to see. And I know that you've seen really great results and I'm very proud of all your hard work. I mean, it wasn't, it's not easy. Like this stuff is not, it's simple, but it's not easy. So yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And I definitely needed the push and like, you know, I believe everything in life happens for a reason. And the reason that we ended up working together was, you know, it works. You know, I was like, when I first started working with you. I was like, is it really that simple? Like, is it really, this is it, you know? And, and it's like, you're teaching us how to be confident. You're teaching us how to like be who we are and handle these symptoms. And like, that's just, I feel like that's rare nowadays. You see so many fads, like cut out dairy free. And I promise you get your period back. And I'm like, but I eat dairy every day and I have my period. You know what I mean? So right. that was also the tipping point for me. I was like, this is something real. And this is something that for the first time, I don't feel like someone's asking me to be perfect. And like, is this really going to work? I was like, are we sure? You know, in the beginning, I was like, is this really going to work for me? <laughs> but you know, it has. And so that, that's that been great. And, and I know you offer a lot of free resources too. I i have seen people comment on your post like, oh, like, you know, I've just been following your your podcast and stuff. And I've seen improvement in my life, you know, and I don't know a lot of people that do that. To be honest, a lot of people, you know, they're like, "Well, pay for this and then you'll get this, you know? Right. And so that's also just been, you know, it's been great working with you, but also just seeing also other people in our coaching group, like experience those victories. That's cool too. You know, having that community, it's so isolating sometimes. So yeah, I'm still on the journey. I'll always be on the journey, but you know, it's a happy one, which is more than I could say, you know, eight months ago for myself. Yeah.
0: I'm very happy for you. I'd love for you to kind of leave us off with any final tips or words of wisdom to anyone listening right now who was or is in your shoes where you were maybe a year ago. What would you say to that person?
1: You know, I would definitely say don't lose hope. Try not to feel like you're the only one and that it's never going to look up because that's honestly where I was. You're going to make the decision that's right for you. And I want you to trust yourself, even though you might feel some type of way about all your symptoms, whatever's going on with your body, all these things, right? It's going to be a good thing for you to trust yourself and for you to really dig deep down and ask yourself, what is it that I truly need right now? Aside from whatever society is telling you about how you should look, how much you should weigh, what's the newest thing, what you should be doing as a successful person, mother, parent, whatever. Aside from all that, what is it that you truly want? And what is it that you truly need right now in your life? And I think that that's going to direct you in the direction of finding a a solution or a resource for yourself that is actually going to work. Because I found that when I focused on me instead of looking like this Instagram influencer or being this fitness guru, I figured out what I really wanted out of my life. You know, that was realistic. To be honest, that was yes. realistic, right? So don't give up. I definitely encourage you to check out like all the resources that are out there that are credible. You know, I'm not just tooting Daphne's horn. All her stuff is credible. So definitely check that out. <laughs> but other than that, People you trust, you know, resources that you trust. Do that research. But honestly, and I will this worked for me as someone who I'm someone that has a very full life, someone that has a lot that's going on. I needed someone to guide me and don't be afraid to have that guidance, right? Of course, be careful where you're investing and look at everything, vet everything. That's what I did. I asked for references and testimonies, right? But you don't have to be alone. And if you need the support, I say, go for it. View it as an investment in your health and, you know, things are going to look up. It's not always going to be like this. If you're in that place where you're struggling, you're going to get to a point where you're going to be super happy with your life and you're going to be like, dang, I can't believe i come this far. So that's what I would say. You know, definitely the number one thing is don't lose hope. Keep your head up and really do what you need for you, not for anyone else, but yourself.
0: I love it. You're amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing everything that is in store for you with your health, with changes with PCOS, with your journey. I know that it's, it's only going to get better from here. So thank you again for being here. And if anyone, you know, wants to find an amazing photographer in, in, you're in South California,
1: right? Yeah. In San Diego area? No, I'm in, uh, which is SoCal, like Los
0: Angeles, Orange County. Yeah. All right. Well, check out Champagne. I'm going to link to your Instagram (laughs) so they can see all the amazing work that you do. And again, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, no worries.